I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the Citadel. Don't tell the other podcasts. I should go. 48! (laughs) (laughs) I swear I watch Power Rangers all the time. Um, no, um, there's, I, <laughs> I think of this every time there's a podcast that I listened to where they, they told, they basically told us like that they, they count down and then they all clap to make it really easy to sync the audio. Yeah. That's the thing I do sometimes too. And I thought you and I should do that, but instead of clapping, we just yell 48, like first 48. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so. Give Amigo wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> which i just want to say this and we can cut to the theme songs this is what a year or two ago migos is trending uh and i thought maybe it's like oh god i'm hoping this is just new music and nothing right. bad happened turns out um a bunch of people did not realize that migos is short for amigos as in like friends like how <laughs> did you not know that mm, people are special oh boy yeah so we committed to this whole power and just turbo thing so um Back to action? Sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> my leg! <laughs> ah, my spine! I was walking with the ghost. everybody <laughs> welcome to talking like a teen the podcast we have a tendency to rush back into our past um i am justin's bowl cut and i am elgar's severed hand <laughs> what's up <laughs> so if you were brave enough to get through our scattered yet low-key hilarious rundown of the first half of Pirate just turbo I'm sorry, Turbo A Power Rangers movie. Do <laughs> uh, don't feel too bad because the movie is pretty much set up the same way as we talked about it. So what sounded like we were all over the place? No, it turns out this movie is because it takes us forever to even get powers. This is the part that, okay, this is what bugs me, right? Mm-hmm. Zordon has contingency plans on top of contingency plans, right? Yes. So normally in the Rangers series, Zordon doesn't really introduce new powers until one is taken away. Mm-hmm. So like a Zord gets busted and then Zordon's like, all right, cool. While that happened, I also have these new powers that I have conveniently here, which is like, dude, could we have had those originally? Right. <laughs> so Divatox is trying to get through the, what is not the mirror dimension? That's Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> what is it called? The, the cr- Nemesis Triangle. This is literally the only thing that stuck in my head as far as the weird names go nemesis triangle to get to resurrect this dude malagor but she needs key largo to like <laughs> montego <laughs> <laughs> all right his new name was kokomo there you go <laughs> no well no kokomo was where malagor is that's where they it's like there's so many steps to just do the simple thing of they just need to go to this island to resurrect this dude who's apparently unspeakable horror he looks like a pokemon he really does like one of the legendaries but not one of the yeah. fun legendaries either it was just one of those where it's just like yeah i only got you because my friend had the other game so we could trade right 
I was just trying to fill the Pokédex, like... <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I already got Mewtwo, I'm good. <laughs> it's just, there's so much happening. This is Lord of the Rings, because remember when Gandalf was all like, oh, hey, in order to fight the army of Mordor, you're going to need, like, these dead people who apparently broke their oath, so you got to go hey, be like, hey, we're collecting on that debt. Y'all went and running into the mountains and died, so now we're going to go <laughs> on this ghost ship and tell you to go fight, because y'all betrayed Gondor. Like, what are we doing? Why are we on a ghost ship, Zordon? And why is it that the ship just happens to have the same powers of these new Zords? Zordon's setting them up. This is like, what are the odds? And it's like, okay, you're on a ghost ship. Why why do they need cars? We're in a jungle. Why do we need cars for this? So I get why they need new stuff. And the main reason is because we got to sell some fucking toys. Right. But I have written here, it's 36 minutes in and we've only seen one person attempt to morph before she got her suit wet and it broke. We haven't even tried to settle the conflict with the old shit before, like, Zordon is like, forget the old and busted, here's the new hotness. And I don't, there's no reason for it. And this is the first time that a new generation of rangers has started. Cause? Just yeah. because. There's nothing wrong with the Zeo powers. It's not like Catherine lost them. It's not like they're not used. There's no mention of them. What happened to the crystals? Like, it would have made more sense to me if this were a Zeo movie. I just want to get to, I know we're jumping all over the place, but there are multiple times in this movie where I think the actors forgot that they're actually acting and they're reacting in real time. Bruh. <laughs> so the whole Justin reveal because. Oh my God. Yes. I, I had a note about this as well. So they got to go to the ghost ship for some reason, because, okay, this is one of those race against the clock kind of things. Key Largo and Montego are dying, which the whole time Largo or Largo or whatever his name is, is dying and killing over. I have multiple times in my notes, his blood sugar is low. He hasn't eaten since he's been here. Get him a granola bar. Like, <laughs> so, okay. So initially he is dying because Earth's sun bad, but then they take him to another literal dimension and he's still dying and there's no reason to it. Like... He's dying because his family is there and they're emotionally compromised? Is he is he like a bee? Like if he uses his magical powers, he dies? Like it's not explained. It's fucking bullshit is what it is. The minute he enters our atmosphere, he's already donezo. He's keeling over. This guy doesn't have much left because whatever power he has, we got to get him and his family safe. But the whole time, like, let's take a boat. I had I had this in my notes where the thing that I remembered most distinctly from watching this movie as a kid was like a third of it was like Power Rangers talking on a boat and being really bored by the Power Rangers talking on a boat part. And in all realities, they're on the boat for like maybe five minutes, but it feels forever. And yet there's weirdly more Ranger interaction here than there is in the first movie, I have to admit. So I will say that, that at least this movie has that going for it. Yeah. But here's my thing. And I don't know if you mentioned this at all or I mentioned it to you. Uh, so the boat they were on was also used that in that same year uh, for another movie, Amistad. Oh, no. No, you did not mention that to me. <laughs> yeah. The boat they're on was also used in Amistad. And I am. That's a choice. <laughs> feelings of feelings. Now the line, the sure the love boat takes on a different meaning. Uh, I had notes about that line as well. I did not like it. Um, <laughs> I will say, 
I, in the, the previous episode, I made fun of the Power Rangers for being 35 years old, pretending to be teenagers. They do happen to do the most realistic teenager thing in the entire movie when they're waiting for the boat to show up. And then Justin appears and he's all like, I'm the new Power Ranger. And fucking smash cut to all of their faces being like, fucking great. I'm got to babysit this literal fucking child. Are you kidding me? And in all reality, he's supposed to be like maybe three years younger than they are. <laughs> but here's what's wild to me. Like, this is a part going back to the how did we get here? Because there was there should have been a conversation where maybe Zordon shows up in Astral Projection. Maybe like Alpha shows up at a hospital or maybe Rocky and this one have a conversation about Anything, you know, just to kind of set this up a little bit. We could, this movie's only like an hour and 40 minutes. They could have taken maybe another five just to fill in some blanks here. Yeah. But okay. there is a whole other plot of this movie where when Justin pops up and finds he's the new Blue Ranger, the Power Rangers are not okay with this. Like, and the fact that they're like, oh, is it Rocky? But it's like, oh, Rocky is um currently in half. Right? Bitch got his neck snapped. Like, and then we didn't even get to the bulk and skull of it all. Oh my God. <sighs> Which continues a plot line from Zio that, unless you've watched that show, makes no sense. I was excited initially to see them because, like, these are my friends from the first movie. These are my friends from the, the show that I remember. And these are my friends that, at the end of the first movie, had this really cool, like, character arc in which they became, like, not completely and utterly fucking useless. And I'm sad that basically that character growth has been removed and they're back to being absolute fucking idiots again and it gets worse for them season three of mighty morphin was them being police officers or junior police whatever then through their buffoonery they all get fired including their commanding officer and there's a one throwaway line when they're introduced about them getting their jobs back granted you wouldn't have even known that they were even police officers if you hadn't watched the show no I just assumed that this was like a summer job sort of deal. Which brings me to two of my favorite moments is, you know, Jason and Kimberly. Yes. To when they're trying to escape. And <laughs> I guess through, and here's the weird part. Okay, so Vulcan's going to get captured by Diva Talks, whatever. But they're all like, their brains get kind of turned to mush. Yeah, um, I refer to them in my notes as scrambled egg brains. <laughs> so... <laughs> Skull sounds like Al Pacino with Scarface, and Bulk is German. Yeah, the other one's doing that like SNL pump you up shit. That <laughs> fucking is a choice. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to which I do love it. This is why Amy Jo Johnson is the real MVP. Yes, like I miss her so much, and her level of sarcasm is so refreshing. Because then Jason's just like, "There's something wrong with the." And she's just like, it took you this long to figure that out? Like, uh -huh. I had two legitimate laughs in this movie. That was one. And then the first scene with Bulk and Skull where they shoot the, they shoot the guy with mustard in the face. And, <laughs> and he's, he, one of the, he's holding a napkin in his hand and the guy asks for the napkin. And, and Bulk goes, no thanks. I already got one. <laughs> did actually elicit an actual laugh for me. <laughs> Those are the only two times that I laughed legitimately in this whole entire fucking movie. But her her delivery of, oh yeah, you just now figure that out, fucking killed me. She's the best. 
it's it's one of those where like everyone in this movie is kind of not the best actor in the world so to see somebody actually be able to like have some comedic timing is just you feel it in that moment you're like ah this is how humans speak neat i also wrote in my notes that jason trying to get them out of the submarine and bulk and skull are being their normal stupid selves and he just like snaps on them and it's like i wrote he had been waiting to do that for at least a solid decade because he legit sounded so pissed he's like could you shut the fuck up please (laughs) like i am not in the mood i have been dealing with your shit since probably even before high school we probably all went to the same like grade school we are about to die can you please and you're right i do feel bad because bulk and skull like i wish they had carried this over being like hey we saved the world yeah but I want to go back to something you mentioned before, is the, the reveal of those two getting captured. Mm-hmm. Tommy's face. He looks shook. He is shook. He's like, because <laughs> again, if for those who watch Zio, this woman, and rightfully so, was like, yeah, I'm done with you. And I'm pretty sure she caught wind of the fact that, oh, you're dating the woman that put me in a fucking coma? <laughs> remember that when she tried to kill me much like you tried to kill me we ended up in a thing like what kind of joss whedon bullshit is this <laughs> fuck joss whedon by the way just throwing oh, it out there like that is so not cool and then he's all like oh kimberly and it's like and then what's even better is the real jason he's like and jason he's like oh shit like he like you said he is my dude is like i am ready to run up in a motherfucking spot right now. <laughs> like, like, Alpha, pop the trunk. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, at the end... Alright, let me do some plot real quick, and then we'll, we'll talk about the fun stuff. So, they get through the triangle, and they make the little Larry Go guy, uses little magic key, and then the, the monster comes out. Meanwhile, they've got Kimberly and Jason like chained up and they lower them into this lava pit because they're supposed to be like wedding gift sacrifices. Right. They make this big deal about them being like pure and strong and shit, whatever, blah. Um, They lower them into this lava pit thing and instead of being, you know, eaten alive by lava, they come out and they're evil. And it's the best part of this whole entire fucking movie. It only lasts like two minutes, but it's the best two minutes of this movie. and It's the only reason why you watch this movie. Fun fact, I was watching this video about this. When they approached Austin St. John about coming back, because like I said, he had already left Zio, uh-huh. he said he would only come back under the condition that he gets to be evil. Hell yeah. <laughs> so they agree, but it's like, okay, you're only going to be evil for a very short amount of time. As a kid, I grew up on soap operas, as we talked about before we even hit record. Right. So this is the ultimate fuck yes moment for me. So multiple times I mentioned that Kimberly was nearly killed by Catherine. Yes. Okay, yeah, she was under Rita's spell, blah, blah, blah. But she basically sabotaged her relationship, her health, all of this. And I love that the first person that Kimberly goes after, she goes, she, she beelines to Catherine. She knew what she was doing. She <laughs> went straight for my girl. And I'm like, yes, drag her. Yeah. <laughs> And that great read of that line is like, oh, and honey, like, pink is out, and she, like, kicks the shit out of her. <laughs> I remember in theaters, my, me, my mom, and my sister legit applauded. Because that was like, look, I'm not advocating, you know, women getting beat up, but Catherine was real fucked up for that. And I'm glad that she got her comeuppance. <laughs> Meanwhile, Jason, 
because Jason suddenly remembered. Jason is processing some trauma here. Do we not remember we were all kids? We watched Jason, the leader of the Pirates, the toughest dude on the squad, get folded for five straight episodes. Every day, come home, trauma. Next day, trauma. We watched this man get his ass beat by the Green Ranger for five solid episodes. Now, I'm the one with the muscles and the power. Like, he felt that, he felt that line with his whole soul. Yes. And then when he's like, no, this one's mine. And you knew what that was about. And I'm uh-huh. like, that was a callback to the fans. We we were waiting for it. This is the this should have been the movie. Here's here's how you fix Power Rangers Turbo. Take out the Rocky shit, Rocky's still in, whatever, fine. Rizio still. Diva Talks is like, I wanna fuck with the Rangers. So we're gonna hold these dudes hostage until they like, I don't know, give up their powers. That's how they should have gotten rid of the Zeo powers, is the we captured your friends, give us your Zeo powers, and we'll let them live. Turns out, hey, we'll give you the Zeo powers, psych. Now we got both. And then Zordon's like, hey, I I got some cars off a dealership. Like I know a guy, like, you know, cool, we got new powers. Jason not only gets his ass beat, brings dude on the team. Tommy constantly, during the heat of every battle, is like, oh, my powers, I can't fight. You're going to have to go without me. And Jason's like, no worries. So they go fight. Then Tommy's like, I can't do this anymore. He's gone. Bye. (laughs) Comes back. Oh, hey, I'm the White Ranger. So now I'm the new leader of the team. And Jason's like, what the absolute fuck? Right? (laughs) Bitch, I'm standing right here. Zordon. Bro, I'm tenured. Like, I I have seniority. (laughs) Tommy barely showed up to work. <laughs> like I've been getting my ass I am 14, 15 years old getting my ass beat by monsters from another dimension. Like I have legit problems now because of this. I will never live a normal life. And you're gonna let the dude that nearly killed us now lead the team? You best believe if I turn evil, I'm choking the dude out. <laughs> oh my god. This annoyed the shit out of me because, again, like we we established in the last episode, I don't particularly care for Tommy. But, like, fucking evil Kimberly is having the time of her fucking life and being an absolute queen. And Tommy takes his stupid helmet off with his dumb face and his idiot ponytail. And is, like, trying to, like, fix her and be like, look, it's me, your ex-boyfriend, who is definitely cool and shit. It's just like, no. <laughs> Leave her alone. Leave her and her new boyfriend alone. They are evil. Leave them alone to be awesome and evil. And Jason comes back as Gold Ranger, and he takes my dude's girl. Right? Not that, you know, obviously it was consensual. Like, they (laughs) clearly had a thing. But I think there is kind of this weird through line. I feel like that would have been an interesting thing to explore in the earlier shows is the Jason Kimberly dynamic. Yeah. Well, because before Tommy shows up, it feels like it's a thing. Right. And Kimberly being evil is something that happens a few times in the show, and she's so good at it. Yeah, she. it always seems like she's having the fucking time of her life with it. Which, I cannot remember which episode it was. And it sucks, though, because um, the original Yellow Ranger Trini, rest in peace, there was an episode where Kimberly is, like, jealous of her for whatever reason, and she's, like, super snotty. Zordon calls Kimberly to go help out. When she transforms, it's the bitchiest. Like, she literally is like, it's morphin' time. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta find, I think I had posted this on Instagram years ago. Amy Jo Johnson is a goddamn rock star. There's an alternate movie where she gets captured by Diva Talks. They're both evil and they're just wrecking everything. <laughs> I want that movie also. 
I also want the the Diva Talks and Rita movie. Also another amazing scene. <laughs> I I put this on my notes. I'm like, I love that Rita is in this movie for five seconds. And three of those five seconds are her just absolutely dragging Lord Zed. <laughs> because she is a queen. He is a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know what this movie... Like, it's not bad. The Zords are whatever, but it's just... Okay, quick note about the Zords. In all reality, a lot of the CG and the effects in this movie look fine. They've aged pretty well. Right. I don't know what it is about those Zords. They look like Hot Wheels cars. They look fake as fuck. Yeah, because I think that's all practical. I think they... Because, um, oh, well, it turns out the jet skis that they used... Oh, my God. <laughs> they're, they're fucking... Aliens from another dimension riding in on sea dews. It's so unhinged. <laughs> right? <laughs> they were loners and they couldn't modify them, so they had to, like, put, like, this weird mesh over them. But, like, these guys, like, were really riding things, like, over 100 miles an hour. But that scene is actually kind of dark. Because, yeah. like, they go and, like, all right, we're going to hand over Key Largo and, all right, we get our friends. But then only to swim out to the ocean and realize that they're just dummies. Yeah. It's kind of screwed up because Tommy's legit freaking out. This was kind of fucked up. Yeah. And I misremembered that scene because I thought instead of giving them back Kimberly and Jason, they gave them Bulk and Skull. No, they, they're just like literal like foam dummies. Yeah, not like dummies like the ones that are wearing. <laughs> but how come? Oh, but that's right, because they got abducted. But they ever explain why their brains got all like... Elgar, the nephew. Yeah, oh, that's right. Um, he did something to them. He like scrambled their brains. He, it, it's like a throwaway line. I somehow missed that. The okay, not Elgar, the other henchman. Oh, Rygar, I think. I don't remember his name. I never wrote it down. He's got this big like fishbowl thing around his little demon head, and he's got the like samurai like Hakama thing he's so fucking cool looking i wish that he did stuff in this movie other than like stand around in the background and look cool (laughs) his action figure was so fun but there's several times where it's like oh let's go and he's like my feet hurt and then she's like yelling at him like the dude weighs like his whole headgear is most of his body like give my dude some slack to be fair though she is like schlepping through the jungle in these like high heel platform boots and is just fine absolutely fine with it like again detox is perfect i love her no notes (laughs) i yell at justin so many times in my notes being like shut up justin (laughs) and i get it he's green like whatever he's he's new but he's just like okay they got to do the thing so they can get through the portal or else they're gonna get like kerploded and he somehow this barrel bumps into him and he drops his key and drops it behind a bunch of barrels. Like they almost died because he can't hold on to his shit. <laughs> then they're in the jungle and they're like, oh, we need to take the silent approach. Justin spends the entire time screaming. Yes, he does. Like child of the most high holy God. Like just shut <laughs> up. Like stop yelling. Did we ever discuss his whole physiology? <laughs> Oh, how when he morphs, he gets taller and buff and becomes an adult male. But then once he takes his helmet off, he's child size. Yes, still a child. How is this not destroying him internally? Like Zordon (laughs) might have killed this kid. 
Yeah, it's almost as if they uh, put the helmet on him and then tagged in an actual stuntman who is an adult male. And I get it. They cousin all over at the Power Rangers because they figured that was going to help them sell more toys. But turns out the kids don't want to see other kids. It's like the Spider-Man thing. Kids like Spider-Man regardless of what age he is. He doesn't always need to be in high school in order to be relatable. Right. And I know it's not his fault. He's essentially doing what he's told. And that, look... If I were a kid and I was big at the Power Rangers and someone came to me and was like, would you like to be on a show? I, of course, would be like, hell yeah. Yes. Where do I sign? But I also find it really funny that when the series happens, because going back to the whole thing of the Rangers graduate at the beginning of the series, they're now aged out. So the second half of the show is Zordon and Alpha 5 because he gets replaced by Alpha 6, who is same robot, but now has a very stereotypical Brooklyn accent. <laughs> Where he's okay. like, yo, Rangers? Like, like he's just, uh, for wow. some reason, he's from New York now. He's, he's late 90s extreme. Not even, but he just sounds like someone from, like, the boonies out west thinks that someone from New York sounds. Okay. The only way it could have been worse if, like, Alpha was, like, flipping people off, yelling bing bong the whole time. <laughs> oh he's like, Rangers, God. fuck your life. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Zorna, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hey, Joe Byron. <laughs> like, why is he showing up in a Knicks fitted? Like, what's going on? Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like, Rangers, report to MSG immediately. Like, don't you mean the command center? I said MSG. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, they're courtside next to Spike Lee. <laughs> I'm being like, <laughs> bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Spike Lee is like, can we... I need better seats. <laughs> like, I have been get, here. Get me away from this whole situation. Please. I would rather sit next to Billy Crystal for like three days. <laughs> oh, the punishment to end all punishments. I don't know if you have anything else in your notes, because I think you covered a lot of what I had written down. There's a lot of weird shit that I just... All right, let's run through some of it. Lightning round. Um, so let's talk about the monkeys for a second. I want to talk about this because this is a thing that is upsetting to me. Okay, you know this. They don't know this. I don't find monkeys on the whole to be cute. Like, they kind of are too human and it creeps me out. So that whole, like, mid-90s Dunstan checks in, we got to put monkeys in all the things phase. Oh, did monkey trouble with Thora Birch. <laughs> Um, what I, in my notes, refer to as the put a chimp on it phase. I'm really glad that that's over. (laughs) (laughs) What started that? Like, who was the one that's like, this is the hot new trend that we need to get on? I don't know. Like, it's like Levi's 501 jeans and chimpanzees. Because it was sort of like, we, we finished our, like, golden retriever St. Bernard phase. Like, Homeward Bound, like, we finished those movies, we finished the Beethoven movies, and then they just, like, couldn't figure out what the next cute animal was supposed to be. And instead of picking another dog, they just, like, took a left. (laughs) I just want to be that meeting where it's like, no, 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 listen, 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 the Golden Retrievers are out, no one, nope, St. Bernard's too, they're out. And also, did you see Man's Best Friend? That's not going to work either, no. We got, we got, we got to put the, the the apes belong in, in the... It worked in the 70s. Charlton Heston, did you watch the fucking movie? Come on, people like this shit. <laughs> Look, we got the kid, you put the monkey, they they, they do funny stuff, it, they fall, like, come on. All right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll just put someone in a costume. But 
Which is essentially Ed with Matt LeBlanc because they're like, all right, we don't have the money for an actual chimpanzee, so we're going to hire either a small <laughs> child or a little person to basically dress in his costume. That is an episode that I would do, but it's it's unnerving. I thought you were going to say they were too cheap to hire a real actor, and I was like, aw, just because it's true doesn't make it not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that movie was fucked. It's like, at least, they, at least the other movies had an actual animal. Oh my god, but like, it takes too long for the rangers to get to Key Largo. It's true. I put a fucking timestamp on it. So, 3730 is the first, like, actual morph, and you don't even get the, like, morphing sequence. They just, like, plug the little keys in the thing, and then they have their little lycra suits on. And I know at this point it's it's part of the costume, it's part of the lore, but the fucking skirts on the yellow and pink ranger like fuck out of here we don't need to impede my girl's range of motion just to further your gender stereotypes 49 minutes in we get our first fight scene yeah not counting the training (laughs) not until they get on the boat do we actually get like a full-fledged fight scene now to be fair though this is kind of a fun fight scene mainly because adam is hitting this thing in the head like a speed bag And also, Catherine's whole idea is, let me put a small barrel over its head. To which Tanya's like, that's not going to do anything, so let me do this cool-ass kick and fucking kick the shit out of this thing and break this barrel. I don't know what that was, but it's kind of awesome. (laughs) Because it's just like, these creatures that show up are not mentioned before. No. Or again. Because at least in the first movie, when they're on, uh, what's the name of the planet? Phaedos. Phaedos, thank you. And Ivan News is like, oh, let me go get my Tengu warriors, whatever. It's like, okay, cool. We have a name. This is a thing that they do and go forth and fly and go take them out. Yeah. They could have just sent those weird things on the jet skis. They could have sent anybody. I, in my notes, called these gooey Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle 2 knockoff mutated snapping turtle monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't put it better myself. I want to go back to Jason being awesome. Okay. Kimberly and Bulk and Skull get free. And Jason realizes, oh, shoot, I'm fucked. Because he goes back. Yeah. To get the other two. And I'm like, this is a leader. So then when Diva Talks goes down and yells at him, he's smiling. He's like, yeah, what? (laughs) And he's like, my dude's legit ready to go get sacrificed. And he saved his girl and I guess these two people that we all know Jason cannot stand. Yeah. That's a leader. That's that's Red Ranger shit right there. Yeah, he's a real one. <laughs> oh, my God. And can we talk about when Kimberly gets captured by the, the people on the island and I guess they're in league with Malagor because I guess they worship him from what I'm gathering? They, they call them like the guardians of his tomb or some shit. So they're being carried. Jason, once he sees her, immediately takes the hood off, which I'm not sure why he has it on in the first place. Right. It felt very like... Star Wars Episode 3, where I'm like, why? <laughs> where did this come from? Why did Divatox just have this ready to go in your size for you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, we knew who this was. You're not, what's the secret? What's, right. is, is it, was it hot out? Is it like, dude, like, can you cover me up, please? <laughs> I'm chilly. You made me stand in a wet fucking dungeon <laughs> cell for the last unknown amount of time. Can I have a jacket? <laughs> The look that Kimberly and Jason give each other when they find each other, it's like, 
all right, I thought this was just like, you know, hardcore fans shipping them. No. No. That's, nah. It's true love. So the movie is 99 minutes and they get, you actually get the whole like morphing into the suits sequence with 28 minutes left. So that's over an hour in. It's like an hour 11. That's too long. That's way too long. At least in the first Pirates movie, it does take a little bit, but there's things happening. Yeah. There's multiple times where, again, we had powers already. This movie should have started them as Zio and see them in those suits. So that way, when they get the new stuff, it's like, hey, here's, you know, again, old and busted, new hotness. But even then, like, the Zio Zords were, like, cool. They were intricate, and they had these really cool designs. And Zordon's like, all right, well, here's here's a coupe. Here's a couple of SUVs. Yeah, here's this off-road Jeep thing. It's like, all right, have fun. Bye. And they all have really stupid names. Dune Star, Wind Chaser, Desert Thunder. I'm like, but what if you're not in the desert? <laughs> it's like, this is not Dune Star. This is a Ford Explorer. <laughs> Maybe an expedition if we're lucky. Can we also talk about, real quick, the, the thing with the Zords? Because I'm thinking, these are regular cars, right? Right. If they transform, that's going to be a very tiny Zord. <laughs> it's like this little, it's a little adorable thing. But before they transform, they grow in size. Which is stupid. <laughs> the Rangers, they don't grow because they're normal size. So how does that work? And I think that's my issue with Turbo as a series. Power Rangers driving cars, that's a cool premise. Because there's a kids of cars, Hot Wheels shit, Matchbox, and it's an easy sell. But seeing, because the whole point of the Power Rangers, especially during the Zordon era, it's like, okay, since it's all one big storyline, every time they get new powers, it's an upgrade. Because it's like, okay, the, the old dinosaur stuff was cool, but then they got the ninja powers, and ninja shit's cool, and they got, like, these cool animal-based things then they get the shogun zords which is also kind of cool because now it kind of has this cool japanese kind of vibe right then we get the zeal powers now we're just driving cars it feels like a like a large step backwards and that whole season was kind of a step backwards and space well we'll get to space eventually but yeah this season just felt like such a step down like everything just even though this movie's technically feels bigger i guess but that's the thing even though it's supposedly had a bigger budget it feels it feels like they cut way more corners with it than the first movie this was a thing that like i noticed that probably you and maybe two other people would actually notice all of the music in this movie is like studio musicians there's no like Red Hot Chili Peppers at the beginning. There's no Van Halen at the end. Like, it's all just generic studio musician lady being like, It's Turbo Time! It's the end of the movie! Turbo Time! <laughs> like... <laughs> and I like the performers, because I don't... Because, okay, what's the name of the guy? Not Ron Wasserman, because he did a lot of the music for the original show. Mm -hmm. But the guy who kind of replaces him, who did a lot of the music for... No, Ron Wasserman did do some of the songs in this movie. But the other songs were done by the person who composed a lot of the songs for Parenter Zio. And I think a lot of the... What is the name of the director? I was watching a video on him, but this was his directorial debut. He did, like, Are You Afraid of Dark and Goosebumps before this. Okay. But this was, like, his first thing out. But he also gets, like, severely injured. But he's like... So it's... A lot of this was, I think, in-house. Whereas... 
I know the original movie was like that was a big studio thing. Like that was Fox was all over that movie. So a lot of this does feel like it's that thing that a lot of adaptations where it's like a, a it's just a long TV episode. Right. But at least it didn't do that thing that the first movie did is retell the story. <laughs> it's like, hey, you just spent all this money to take your kids to go see this. And I got to watch the same shit, <laughs> but cheaper at home. I was like, you could have just stayed at home. We have Power Rangers at home. <laughs> <laughs> when you get your Power Rangers on Wish.com. <laughs> Oh, man. And then the, this ending of this movie kind of makes no sense because, okay, we got our friends back. They're alive. Kimberly and Jason are cool. We got new powers. But then it decides to cut back to this plot line that no one asked for was this competition, <laughs> which what martial arts competition are just six dudes and punching and kicking each other in a boxing ring? I had this exact same note. I'm like, the, the karate tournament seems so random at the end, given, like, the epic giant Pokemon versus Zord explosion thing. Like, I know that we need to tie up Justin's arc and the, the orphan kids and all this stuff. Also, <laughs> it feels unsafe to have multiple karate matches happening at the same time in the same ring. This seems like this is excessive. Also, this crowd, this looks like this is a like MSG event. <laughs> yeah, no shit. There are way too many people here for what looks like a local karate event. Andrew Grove was like, hey, do you want to watch a bunch of high school kids punch and kick the shit out of each other? <laughs> like, Ashley, if we were in Andrew Grove and I was like, hey, there's a karate tournament happening down the street. Let's fucking go right now. How much are tickets? Oh, tickets are $90 a person. I'm in. I'm buying all the tickets. <laughs> $30 service charge. <laughs> like, somehow Live Nation has this shit. <laughs> And also, one thing I want to point out, right? So the whole point, and I love this movie does so much exposition. Even Ian Nasser has to spell out the fact that this is to raise money for the shelter. Oh, my God. I don't know if you noticed that with that overhead shot when they're all fighting. The announcer's like, oh, yeah, this is for winning this grand prize. But when they get the check, it's already made out for the shelter. But what happens if they lost? Maybe they have two checks. I guess so, but it's like... <laughs> it's like the the shirts get shipped to third world countries <laughs> from the Super Bowl losers. Because <laughs> I'm like, if this other team wins, I'm pretty sure they're not like going to be... Do they also have like a, a, a kid shelter that they need to save? Is that what's going on here? Uh. <laughs> and also, I am not catching a fade for like, what, 25,000 bucks? Like, you better put some more commas in that. <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. We aren't talking about football before this started. You know, the, the last football game I think I legitimately watched was the 28 and 3 <laughs> Patriots of the Falcons Super Bowl. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been a minute. Uh, <laughs> so, all of those memes, I get to do the Captain America, like, I understood that reference. <laughs> But yeah, like this movie just assumes that we cared about this subplot about the shelter being closed down. We don't have any attachment to it. Well, because we didn't get to know any of those kids from Justin, who proceeded to be fucking obnoxious and annoying. And at the, the, the end of it is this kid now is on Tommy's shoulders, whatever, but it's like, all right, cool, the shelter's not being closed, and he has this trophy, but I'm like, you're not competing. Right. You had nothing to do with this. <laughs> but it's turbo time. 
at least his dad could have showed up and watched the event or something. Like, I don't know. The movie ends with a literal freeze frame. Like, I don't, I didn't think that movies, I don't think a movie has ended with a freeze frame since like 1982, but apparently this one just made a choice. The only way this movie could have ended better is if it ended with an, uh, an actual commercial of the Rangers selling their own toys. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, we had a lot of fun today, but you know what's also fun? There's new line of Power Rangers Turbo figures at Toys R Us. <laughs> Collect them all and definitely get the pink and yellow Rangers first because gender rules are stupid and stores don't buy enough of those Rangers, which uh, always pissed right. me off because I always had to make sure we got those first because they never stocked them. Like, Why would you not stock all the Rangers? Because girls aren't allowed to have anything fun. Well, this was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did this. And my God, this movie is unhinged. It is. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are downloaded and streamed. What? TLAT podcast? Is that still ours? That's still see, ours. We should, see, we should do an upgrade. We should do, like, talking like a teen Zio or something. Like, <laughs> going to replace me with a discount version of me? No. I, if anyone's going to get replaced, it's probably <laughs> you me. write me off without a story arc or anything? No, they write us both off? <laughs> Just drop us off in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> They send me to Africa where I just die of sunburn, and they send you off to some cool planet where you get a cool alien wife. Yes, but that planet is water-based, and yeah. I don't do well with deep underwater stuff, so <laughs> you die of like heat exhaustion, and I die of either a panic attack or I just drown, so... But somehow we come back for the anniversary episode, and we teach everybody the spirit of Christmas or something. I don't fucking know. That's right. <laughs> All right, next next episode. Um, talk like a teen Zio. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I will say though, this movie did have something going for them. Nobody got swallowed by a whale. I was walking with the Turbo time! It's the end of the movie! Turbo time!